So, at 94 years old, Charles Filmer, co-founder of Unity, said, I fairly sizzle with zeal and enthusiasm and spring forth with the mighty faith to do the things that ought be done by me. I envision this 94-year-old man springing out of bed saying this. I think that's awesome. The first time I heard that, it sent chills down my back. And now it just brings a smile to my face because I know it's possible. Anything is possible. Today we're talking about the power of zeal. Reyesa mentioned the Christ consciousness and here at Unity, we don't believe that Christ is a person outside of ourselves. Christ is a consciousness that we all have. And the 12 powers at Unity are ways that we access that consciousness. So today we're talking about the power of zeal. The apostle associated with is Simon the Canaanite. The Canaanites were known for and respected for their passion towards their commitment to their faith. While Simon took that passion and put it towards Jesus's teachings. The feminine aspect of this power is demonstrated by Ruth. Ruth's enthusiasm for truth and the soul's passion for spiritual life. She just wanted to be in that place all the time of finding out what is mine to do? What is my spiritual journey to be like? And she continued on that path till the day she died. So zeal is intensity, enthusiasm, the inward fire of the soul that urges humankind onward, regardless of the intellectual mind of caution and, con uh, and conservatism. It's our get up and go. It's our ability to be enthusiastic and passionate as well as to inspire and motivate ourselves. It's directed energy focused on an idea to be realized and it's natural to all of us. It's signified by the color orange and it's a, also orange is the second chakra, which is our chakra for desire and creation. And it's a propelling force. It's located in the back of the neck right here and it's where the neck and the head come together, but it's where the medulla oblongata is, which is physically, that's where enthusiasm stems from, is right there. So, what do you love about life? What are you passionate about? What really gets you going? What feeds your soul? What are your passions? The talk today is, what brings me joy? As we realize what brings us joy, we activate the power of zeal. Charles Fillmore realized that as Jesus raised his consciousness, as he became more spiritually aware, he called to himself the 12 apostles. And Charles helps us to see as we develop our personal consciousness to spiritual consciousness, we begin to deliberately train, deepen our understanding, and use these powers more effectively. So we are consciously using our power of zeal, just like we consciously use faith and we consciously use strength and we consciously use love and wisdom and will and understanding and power and order. It's a consciousness that we're activating so that we can come from that highest place. They're here anyway. These powers are within us. So we might as well use them consciously rather than just using them and see what happens. The Greek word zelos is where zeal came from, which means to be passionate and enthusiastic about life. Life is flowing through us. Our joy is not dependent on external circumstances. It is within us. It is our opportunity to go into our heart and find out what is our heart's desire. And that's where our joy comes from. 
Zeal is an attitude of forwardness and courageousness. It is single-minded devotion to one's purpose. It's passion, complete presence and focus on what brings us joy. Stay connected to source and faith and zeal flows through us. Zeal can get discovered. It has to get discovered. It is the power of the mind to shift. Stay open to surprises that change our perspective, that make something dull and challenging to something really terrific. Joy emerges from the ashes of adversity through trust and gratitude. Using the power of the mind to inquire, I am not really having fun doing this. What could make it more fun? How can I find joy in what I'm doing right now? Because sometimes we have to do what we're doing right now. And we might not find joy in it. So how can we shift it to find joy in it? Be open to some surprising ideas, some gift of giving, some way of joy. Shifts come through moving from I have to do this to I have an opportunity to do this. This shift activates our power of zeal. This is how we discover and uncover our zeal. It's always there and available if we're willing. Now, a few months back, I took an Enneagram class. The Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. And there's nine different types. So the first type was the perfectionist. And I thought, oh my God, that's me. I know this is me. And then they went on to the second one. I'm like, no, that doesn't sound so much like me. Well, the third one was the achiever. I'm like, this is definitely me. And then we did the fourth one. And that night I said, you know what? I'm just going to take the test and find out which one I am. Well, it turns out I'm number seven. I'm the enthusiast. I'm like, oh my gosh, it hit me right on the head. It was like so perfect. And along with that comes, you know, each one of them, they describe what your personality is and what the good is that comes with that. But also the childhood wound from being that. And my childhood wound, it was so right on. I have a lot of energy. And sometimes it's too much for people. It's like, ugh. Please calm down. You know, it's like that squish, you know. So, you know, I'm at my age, I've done the work to kind of come out of that. But what was so cool was just a couple of months ago to understand, like, that's what I came here to be was enthusiastic. That's so cool. Like, I'm so excited about it. And I was so excited about I have to slow down. <laughs> I realized when I, I practiced this talk, I was talking really fast. <laughs> but I was excited about doing the talk on zeal because... I get so excited because I it's it's enthusiasm. I just love talking about zeal. So anyway, the one of the bad sides about being an enthusiast is, you know, the bucket list thing. Well, we tend to keep putting stuff in the bucket list, so much stuff that there's no way we could achieve all of them before the end of our life. So it's a little frustrating there. But anyway, for the most part, it's a great, great way to live life. But also, you know, for me to talk about this, you know, not everybody's an enthusiast, right? So not zeal is not as easy for other people to access as it is for me but it can be it's a choice right we always have choice in what we think and what we do but it's a childlike spontaneity it's the desire in us to move us forward it makes you want to shout it makes you want to kick your heels up and shout right remember that song i love that song makes you want to shout right kick your heels up anyway i could do that anytime but it's it's the love of spirit, the devotion of spirit as we connect with within us. 
It is spirit within that keeps us activated, engaged, and inspired. It's a sense of, oh, I remember who I am. I remember why I came here. It's available to us anytime, easily. When you feel unhappy, this is divine discontent. It reminds us that there's another way. Move to what is authentically present. So if you're not happy with what you are, feel that. And then go in and say, okay, how can I be happy here? How can I bring joy here? Maybe I have to leave. Maybe I don't have to leave. But find that. Know that that divine discontent is our messenger to remind us that we can find joy. In the book Divine Audacity, Linda Martello Wetset says, there are three important aspects of zeal. Zeal is our rightful power of enthusiasm, audacity, and devotion. I love that word, audacity. Um, first, enthusiasm. It comes from the Greek word or root, enthos, which means on fire with God, filled with God. Divine spirit is moving through me. To be enthused, to be tapped in, turned on, and moving forward. This gives us the feeling of being filled with spirit. Our eagerness for life, our interest in, and our optimism about our intentions and our plans. Who here has a dog? Dogs exemplify zeal all the time. I don't have a dog, but I had a client who had a dog that loved me. It was amazing. I would come to the door. She'd be so excited. It was a chihuahua. She'd be so excited. She'd be shaking. And then she would do these laps around the house. It was, it was amazing. I was like, gosh, it's not even my dog. And she gets this excited to see me. But anyway, I had cats. They were also, they weren't quite as zealous as dogs, but they were happy to see me too. Anyway, as you activate zeal, you will have more energy, more exuberance, zestful, and be full of light because you are more connected to source. Norman Vincent Peale said, think excitement, talk excitement, act out excitement, and you are bound to become an excited person. Life will take on a new zest, deeper interest and greater meaning. You will think, talk, and act yourself into you can think, talk, and act yourself into dullness or into monotony or into unhappiness. By the same process, you can build up inspiration, excitement, and surging depth of joy. That's in the positive principle today. So Gabe and I took a class a while back, and the instructor was talking about enthusiasm. And he said, if you don't feel like you're enthusiastic about life, you can do this every morning. You look in the mirror, and you can say, hi, God, and then say 10 times, the word enthusiasm, and each time you say it, raise your vol volume. Enthusiasm, 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 and it raises your vibration. It's really cool. It's one way that you could do it, and then you're at least in that vibration for a little while and tap in and say, okay, what's going to help keep me here? One of the things, and you guys might have heard this story before, but I worked in corporate America for 13 years, and I did what I loved. I was good at it but I wasn't fulfilled. And so network marketing opportunities kept coming into my life. And I loved those, you know, rah-rah talks, the motivational talks, and I always loved all the products. I was in about 10 different network marketing companies thinking, <laughs> oh, the next one's gonna be the right one, the next one's gonna be the right one. And every one of them had a spiritual aspect of it that I was really drawn to. It never occurred to me that maybe I should be a minister 
you know, like actually speaking about God and authenticity and being the best you can in spirit. But that was part of my journey to realize that I was continuing to look outside of myself to find my joy, to find my motivation. So it was no longer the motivation of the, um, the speaker, but it was the energy of God living in me now that I can tap into. Zeal is a long-term energy available to us. It doesn't pass after the motivational talk is done a day or two later. Then we've got audacity. Fillmore taught that zeal is the great universal force impelling humankind to spring forth in a field of endeavor and accomplish the seemingly miraculous. Our power source for moving in the direction of fulfillment and beyond bonds of perceived limitations is audacity, the quality of boldness and forwardness, a, necessi a necessity for human success in life. Audacity can be seen as pushy or presumptuous or as spunky and daring. I prefer to see it as spunking and daring. As a spiritual aspect of zeal, audacity is our capacity for boldly proceeding in the direction of our intentions. Marianne Williamson said, our playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. You are meant to shine. She is saying, be audacious. I spent a lot of my life being around my family, shrinking. And it wasn't until I met Michael, he used to say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. <laughs> He'd start yelling at me, go where you're celebrated. And I started doing that. And it's been a wonderful journey. Audacious is you insisting that no material circumstance can interfere with your ability to shine the light of your spiritual nature. And then the final attribute is devotion. In the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus made some radical statements. His disciples questioned him. Should we fast? In what way should we pray? Should we give to charity? From what foods should we abstain? Jesus responded, do not lie. If there is something that you hate, do not do it. For everything is revealed beneath heaven. Nothing hidden will fail to be displayed. Nothing covered will remain undisclosed. So let's turn Jesus's words around to a little bit more positive statements. Tell the truth. Be in integrity with yourself. Do what you love for the love of it. Be unified which is what Jesus' primary message throughout Thomas was, to be one, to know your divine identity. Jesus seems to be reminding us that whatever our inner motivation is, it will come out. I like to say, character reveals itself. Devotion is our capacity to wholeheartedly, single-minded attention. It is our power of intensity, the fire in our belly. Devotion fulfills the law of mind action, where thought goes, energy flows. The flow of energy responding to devoted attention is not random. It is a precise amplifying and reproducing the original thought. This is why spiritual practice is essential for a spiritual ex experience in life. Practice builds up our consciousness. Devotion is present moment engagement. Zeal can only be experienced in this moment. There was a young man who was seeking a famous martial artist to whom he wanted to study. He tells the master he desires to become the best martial artist in the world. Master, how long will it take? 
The master looks at the young man and says, it will take at least 10 years. 10 years seemed awfully long to this young man. And he says, well, so the young man went on, well, how long would it take if I really applied myself and studied harder than any other student? Well, then the master said, it'll take 20 years. <laughs> the young man was perplexed about why working harder would double his time. The master explained, when one eye is fixed on your destination, there is only one eye left with which to find the way. So we have to be here in this moment and enjoying what is because our destination might change, right? Our destination might change and we only know that if we're in this moment, right here and now. So enthusiasm, audacity, and devotion. Press forward the future, but it is necessary to live in the present in order to get to the future. Appreciation of this moment's possibility grounds us in zeal. We can appreciate our future potential while living consciously and gratefully in the now. Staying present to what is and know that divine ideas will come. Then boldly stepping forth with audacity and enthusiasm to do what ought to be done by you. It could be little sparks. It could be old dreams. It could be something that was nagging at you. Singing, dancing, gardening, anything. Whatever it is that brings you joy, try to do it once a day, even for a little while. The power of zeal is asking you to be the conduit for the spark within you. We plug into source and the energy begins to flow. We become the conduit for whatever it is that we came here to create. Whatever it is that lights your fire, it is wanting to be lit. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here and the people on Facebook wouldn't be here listening to it. You're here for a reason. There's a reason this message was said for you today. The power of zeal is asking you to tap into something that can be created and co-created through you. Howard Thurman said it best. When we are seeking a purpose, when we are seeking a sense of being, he said, don't look around the world and ask, what does the world need? But ask, what makes me come alive? And do that. Because what the world needs is people that come alive. It's true. I don't know about you, but I'm drawn towards people that are alive and awake and enthusiastic. So we have enthusiasm, audacity, devotion. And now let's talk a little bit about our pace, which comes from the power of wisdom. You don't want to get frazzled out. You know, I mean, I know when I hear that song, making me want to shout, sometimes I'm wiped out by the end of it and the party's just begun. I have to take a break. So we have to listen and honor ourselves and know that when it's zeal, when it's our heart's desire, it's not going to go away. So we could go at a slower pace just so that we keep that energy going. Feel the, the zeal, but don't fizzle out. It's a slow, steady burn that wins the race. Sometimes it's just a slow burn, but sometimes it does make you want to shout. Sometimes you get a burst of energy and you follow that. If you're following the fire in your belly, then you're giving to the world a way that the world needs because you are alive and what the world needs is people who are alive. So to summarize, what is it? Zeal is the natural energy in each of us, the inward fire of the soul that urges humankind onward, regardless of intellectual mind of caution and conservatism. It's the inner fire. Why do we need it? We need it to stay alive, to bring about our dreams and our desires. How do we activate it? Look at situations as opportunities for joy. Change your perspective. Be in the moment what is, even if it's the doldrums. 
be with that and know this too shall pass. Discontent can and will lead us to our joy if we follow ourselves to feel that discontent. So your homework this week, think about three things that you're passionate about. Maybe a long ago dream, maybe something new, maybe something that's been nagging at you. Ask yourself, what brings me joy? What lights my fire? What makes me want to shout? And then take those steps. So our ending affirmations are, I am alert, I am alive, I am enthusiastic. I enthusiastically say yes to life and say yes to my good. I ignite my zeal by focusing on what brings me joy. I want to say thank you. I'm your sister companion in prayer, possibility, and power. I miss you. I appreciate you. I love you. Until we meet again, know that you're blessed and a blessing.